Rene in What? What? We're starting. That's how we're starting. Okay. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, here's the thing. I start with the drum. Just no, no, um, no, like skills to it or anything. There's nothing impressive about it. But it's like it's sort of a message of consistency. If if the episodes start that way, then it's kind of um, it's it's a given that all episodes will start that way. It's like I don't have a fancy overproduced whoosh 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 evolving and like going into a whole thing. Corey Castle a, Castle Castle. Right, right. I don't. I I uh, I I think I try. I did. I did try that. I did that for a couple weeks doing that like maybe when i first started the podcast my best friend made me a um like an intro and i was like oh yeah i, I dig it and then i started playing it and some of the people were like yeah we don't like that and some of the people yeah. who listened were like well could you just not do that and i was like all right fine you gotta so, listen to the people <laughs> gotta 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 sell out <laughs> those are the people hitting those hitting those download buttons that's costing me i mean that's making me all that money it's making me all that money. You got to give the people what they want. You know how I'm rolling in it. You know keep how I'm happy. rolling in it because of... Keep I'm, the people happy. <laughs> I'm, big, I'm spending all these downloads. I'm spending them. Mad ducats. Download ducats. Hold on. Let me shut up Discord. I'll keep beeping. Close that. All right. But, uh, yeah, I thought you were going to go into a whole Encarnacion song thing. No. Because we were just talking about it, I was like, "Oh, yeah. you fucking asshole!" No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure I I uh, put it I put it out there because I I want I wanted to say like how important it was. I thought when I was like, "Well, we're we're very alike, you and I." As as we're having a conversation after that, the thing is podcast. I was like, you know, we gotta we gotta just do one of of my podcast just to just hang because that's what i i'd like to kind of get the feel plus because i know like you're also a comic and and into into combat sports and sort of like into the, all the same movies and tv shows and we're the same exact age so it's all it yeah. all seems when's your birth when's your birthday Corey? december oh, all right that would have been that would have been weird if it was august as well <laughs> no well yeah. My long lost brother with hair, son of a bitch. Damn you. <laughs> well, we 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 do look similar. I yeah, we got the strong eyebrows and the, the sloping forehead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that wide nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking we have similar stunning features. But uh Renee said to me earlier, I'll tell I'm telling the listeners. I don't know, Corey, how you wound up with that smoke show of a girlfriend, <laughs> ugly ass mug of yours. Hey, I listen. I have, on multiple occasions, by multiple different people in different sides of the country, been referred to as Shrek. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got you got the hairline and and the ears. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that makes more sense than than making Nacho Libre jokes at you. See, but then what's funny is like I don't have like cauliflower ears but i often get asked like at bars like are you an mma fighter and it's just because i sit i usually just sit there like this that's why i just like i'm a fucking surly drunk uncle well i think i told you that you look like somebody who would have cauliflower ears yeah uh, but i'm just like that's my 
that's the only part I get offended about. I guess like they're saying I look like big enough, like I could be a UFC fighter. Mm. I'm chubby as shit. Um, but like at the same time, I'm just feel like a lot of UFC fighters are pretty jacked up in the face. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you trying to say, man? <laughs> I think I think you're just digging for a reason to be offended. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's somebody just going like, "Wow, you are not, you are not like everybody else I've met. You're not. You're there's something special, something different, something that stands out about you. Just take the compliment. Take what, it. I just I don't. I I have bodies and body dysmorphia. Oh issues. yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I. I haven't fucking worked out in years. Like I'll, I go skiing like once a year and then I end up being sore for a week afterwards, you know? <laughs> well, man, I, I mean, people have different things that are important to them than other things, you know, like to me, uh, I've been, I've been a, a pro wrestler who performs without my shirt on for most of my life. So when it comes to body dysmorphia, I hundred percent, uh, understand that and um you know uh needing needing to hit hit the weights which i mean i've been slacking on these last couple weeks because of because of the job and being busy and then having to spend the weekends with my girlfriend and then being like so tired and it's excuse after an excuse but i was gonna say um, i'm pretty sure there's billionaires out there just laughing at you right now because you know they watch the show um but Ooh, being like yeah you know, they, you, know they all the, you know all those ducats all them yeah. downward ducats that i'm yeah, doing. yeah yeah as we were talking about before you know <laughs> our our billionaire philanthropist sponsors that mm-hmm. follow us low-level comedians um very low level <laughs> um now it's it's a lifestyle, man. You can find the time to work out, bro. What's your for for comedy? What's your like writing process? What is the what is your joke writing process like? And for like building a set, a lot of the time it's me taking notes while I'm at the bar. I'm kind of the kind of person who like goes to the bar and holds court um, mm-hmm. if I'm in that mood. There's other times where I just have headphones on. I'm watching YouTube videos, just drinking. I have a bottle of Jameson in the corner by myself and don't bother mm-hmm. me. But when I'm in that mood, it's like kind of just like rolling with the punches and whatever, literally noticing what got a laugh, why, uh, why it got a laugh, especially is important. Um, mm-hmm. And trying to develop it into something bigger and better. Mm-hmm. What's a, what's or, a- it, or just to hit it, the nail on the head, evolve it into something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see what yeah, I did there? Right, right over the plate action. Oh, right. Right over the plate action. There you go. <laughs> what what are you are you into like sitcom like canned canned laughter shows? Um sure. Some, I mean, some of them. Like what are you what's an example you're thinking of? Uh you know what's funny? I I I'm I'm into it. Like some of it's like right over the plate and not even that funny, but it's comedy. It's that's what I appreciate about it. I'm thinking like step by step, full house, like cheesy sitcom I mean, yeah, I grew up on that shit. I yeah. fucking love that shit. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I can't watch the new ones. Or, tool or, time, last yeah. man standing would even oh, work. Oh, um, um, 
tool time when uh pamela uh, anderson was like the, the the chick on there hell yeah, yeah. love me uh, some home improve home improvement, home was improvement, tool time, home improvement. Uh, yeah. my dad used to call it tool time but or everybody called it tool time right yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely home improvement but i i think that's like doing doing a job like that performing comedy in front of like a like a live audience that's like going out to who you know to whoever as long as if it's over the plate shit and people are genuinely laughing at it sometimes people just like to like not really think too hard when they're watching did stuff you like, see um like that Big show, Bang theory, i guess i was gonna bring up Bing bang theory before but uh did you ever watch undateable well yeah yeah i um i just started listening to um that dude's podcast the dude um rick something ron funches no 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 chris delia no neither of the no neither of those two rick glass no glassman glassman yeah is that his name uh i think so his, sh- his uh, show's called like take your shoes off oh yeah i think he's like the dude that rick like glassman who's like he like developed the show Real, okay, I think if I remember correctly, whenever he appears, let me double check. Uh, whenever he like appears on other people's shows, he brings with him a uh, a clip of a commercial for his father's carpet company. <laughs> I've heard like the a ad. carpet store. <laughs> I've heard, heard the ad. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think that's the only way. I remember him as like on Tiger Belly. I'm just like all of a sudden there's like, why is there all of a sudden a carpet commercial on Tiger Belly? I, I thought it was a bit. I didn't think that, I don't think that the carpet company actually exists. Um, no, that's actually his dad's company. It's 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 it is a bit, but it is actually his dad's fucking carpet company. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's so fucking hilarious. So like uh yeah, I so like when I think of undateable i only think of ron funches and chris delia um but that's funny like i didn't realize he was on part of rick glassman was part of that show yeah um yeah chris delia and ron funches brent morin i saw i saw brent morin a couple times when he was in philly was uh, brent like that was the main dude yeah he was like okay. justin yeah like, he was like the main dude th- those that kind of gig is like something that is like something of my dreams i'd like to write for a show like that or like be a character on a show like that that show was a game changer i mean yeah. as far as like, like and then we like live. Improving. yeah yeah and they were sort of improving and shit that's crazy when they when they did when they went to live shows for season two it was awesome i i would i would kill to do something like that yeah, that had to have been a fucking blast. They're like Instagramming while recording right. a live like network television show that they get to like improv a couple lines here. Like that was yeah, that shit was it was interesting while it lasted. I don't know, I guess maybe the writing fell apart there at the end, and I guess that's why it got canceled, but yeah. Um I have this thing that I that I uh started doing on my podcast recently where if if one of us has to get up to go, go use the bathroom, then the other one should sing like a 90s pop song. Go fuck yourself. 
<laughs> I, I have to go to the bathroom right one of the, like one of my like biggest nightmares is public singing oh man <laughs> we could just say the lyrics of a song like i take a whiskey drink i take a vodka drink a vodka drink i drink a cider drink just, you could just read the lyrics out of a 90s pop song <laughs> whilst i go pee i hate you so much <laughs> 90s pop lyrics. I am looking up what's a good one. Let's see. 2190 songs whose lyrics you'll never forget. Oh boy. What is it? I don't even. No, I'm not doing Alanis Morissette. There you go. Another turning point. A fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. And something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. Beautiful. Even more inspirational. My loneliness is killing me, and I, I must confess, I still believe. When I'm not with you, I lose my mind. Give me a sign. Hit me, baby, one more time. I hate this so much. This is like literal torture to me. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Nope, not reading that one. Nope, not reading Celine Dion. Uh, nope, not doing the Spice Girls. Uh, nope, nope. This is a good one. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never going to keep me down. Jesus. You know, like we're like, what, uh, 13 minutes into the show and he decides to take a leak? This is top-notch podcasting is what I'm talking about here. We go about talking other people's shows to Mr. Castle having to take a waste. Um, and all my life, I prayed for someone like you, and I thank God that I finally found you. All my life, I've prayed for someone like you, and I hope you feel the same way too. What song is that? I pray that you do love me too. That is All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Oh, man. I am Casey Kasem, and you're listening to Top 20 R&Bs of the 90s. Oh, man. You know what's funny? It's you and I are very similar in like public singing being awful. Like I, I lean into it though. Cause I know it's really bad. So I will sing some really bad. So like, like the, uh, a couple of shows ago when the guest went to the bathroom, I was doing the greatest love of all by Whitney Houston. Oh, I skipped those. Yeah. I went like, right past Celine Dion. I skipped spice girls. I skipped fucking Britney Spears. I was like, no. It was it was pretty terrible, and also they pulled it off of YouTube for copyright. <laughs> Wait, you sing you singing your own version of it, or you, I had you, it playing on the background of my phone. Playing, and I was singing uh, over it because because <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure I was doing it right. I should have I should have just done some Metallica. I could do a, a good James Hetfield impression, jokingly. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Oh man. Uh, this is James Hetfield. If he was in the movie Labyrinth, hey, 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 here I go now. Here I go into the maze. Hey. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, do you have you, uh, heard the new, um, this is gonna sound dumb, but, uh, 
<laughs> do you like <laughs> machine gun machine gun kelly's album that he did with travis barker no oh it's they made like a like a movie that oh, I'm, like, I'm literally expecting you to drop a joke this is a real thing no it's a real thing uh okay it's it's good it's really good it sounds like Blink i just love that travis barker is now like alien expert extraordinaire but still has to play drums <laughs> is he an alien expert i thought that was the other guy i thought that was mark mark something from Blink. no didn't like or was it i think it was mark hopus mark hoppus who was like the alien expert from blink 182 i think travis was indifferent i don't know but the thing about you renee is oh yeah it was tom delange sorry tom DeLonge. what's that yeah it was tom delange sorry okay. yeah you always you always fact check it you always google it and figure it right out yeah i don't like being wrong I like I like um, having the ability to be wrong. Like I'd rather I'd rather be wrong and then be able to be able to say, yeah, I was wrong about it because I didn't have to rely on something else to figure out the answer for me. Like I think a lot of our a lot of our questions can get answered really really quickly. So like we have kind of an itch to every scratch or a scratch to every itch, and I think taking those moments to go like, ah, let me think, let me think, let me think. Am I wrong? I might be wrong. Ah, uh, think, I'll think about it and think about it and think about it. If it drives me crazy, then maybe I'll do a little Google. But for the most part, I like to kind of count on, count on my brain, try to flex those muscles, keep them fresh. Um, I got, I, brain would, I would, I would drive my brain dysmorphia. <laughs> I just drive myself nuts, like trying to think if I knew the answer or not. You know? Yeah. I just get it over with. Or, or uh, talk to somebody who would know, or just have a conversation with somebody who wouldn't. I mean, I could absolutely Google something, but if I could, if I could ask my brother something that he might think he might know or he might remember, then it would be a fun conversation to have with my brother because he he my would. What's that? I don't like most people. Yeah. You well, learn that about me. Well, I mean, I hope you like me. Ah, yeah. You can you can come to me with any questions. You, I mean, ah, I'm not ah. always going to be correct. If you have a question about if you have a question about like uh like 90s wrestling, like the WWE in the in the 90s or WWF in the in the late 90s, yeah, I could probably probably answer that. Probably. <laughs> But for the most part, eh? Well, um, when we first met, did I ask you? I, I remember you asked me what my favorite podcasts were. Did you have did you listened to um, ten minute podcast before? I had, yeah, I had, um, and it was like, it was like uh, Delia, Will Sasso, and Brian Callen, yeah. and we talked about how like two of the three of them. Got 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 uh, sick with the camera. Yeah, I mean Joey Diaz is screaming for Delia to come back already, and I don't. I would say the same thing for for Callen as well. Well, Um, Callen's still. I mean, I follow him on Instagram. He still posts a lot. He still he didn't disappear. He posts, but I mean, he got canceled from his biggest show, which is that's just fucking rough. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I was going to bring up. uh, Did you ever get to hear the episodes of? Uh, Pete Sechalowski's wrestle wrestle place, I think it was called. That was like 
Will Sasso. Like this was after actually, I think this is after uh, Brian and uh, and Chris left. But like it was like Will Sasso would play this like wrestling fanatic named Pete Sechelowski, and like he would like just do like every episode would be like oh, Pete Sechelowski, this is my top ten or top top three tech teams ever, and like he'll like list his. his top three and then like it always has only one person call in he's like are you kidding me those are your top three they're ridiculous and it's like oh but i'm just basically talking to myself because you don't know what i'm talking about that's it sounds great it sounds it's awesome true. there's a, and then there's a whole bunch of gimmicks and bits that happen every single episode it's really great will sasso is it's so cool because he was doing comedy on tv and then and then did some stuff with wrestling and I was like, yeah, oh, he's going to do stuff with like Bret Hart, giving him the sharpshoot. Like that's, this guy had the to be Stone Cold one. That Stone Cold bit was ridiculous. I loved it. Cause yeah. then he even like mentioned, like he talked about, it. I don't remember on what podcast, but like how, like when he, st- like he got stunned, like he sold it a little extra hard and like bounced off the fucking mat and like even got his like legs caught up in the, uh, and the ropes and if you like rewatch it you can see steve like like kind of giggling because he didn't think he was gonna sell it so hard uh but yeah fucking will sasso like he like brought his fucking a game that was like so fucking great he's trying to impersonate stone cold oh my god i watched that once a year there was like a bit i don't i don't know if it was a work or not but it was like something like piper had sasso on his podcast impersonating steve austin and the rumor was that Austin was pissed about it and got Piper fired from Westwood one or podcast one, whatever the network was that they were on. So that was recently, like in the past yeah. couple of years, I'm guessing well, I mean, before, before Piper died. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, Piper died in like 16 or 17, something like that. All right. I, okay. uh, so it ha- had to be a little before that, but that, that, you know, hearsay hearsay. It was just, oh. I, I I I don't have to Google it. You can you can Google you can absolutely Google it if you want to, Renee. But I don't feel the need to do it. I have enough things. I have enough hey, things. I don't think I'm, I appreciate I'm you attacking my Google habits, bro. <laughs> What's that? I don't think I appreciate you attacking my Google habits. <laughs> Did you try to Google shame me, bro? <laughs> I'm go- I'm Google shaming <laughs> shit out of you right now, bro. What the fuck, man? I thought we were cool. <laughs> I don't come on the show to be fucking Google shamed, bro. It's you not, can be like, it's not cool, the, man. The, the availability, the access to all the information is right there, and you are the asshole who is refusing to look at it. You are the asshole. That, that you is me in this case. You can shame me for not Googling. Listen, man. Remember growing up, teachers said, you're never going to have you know, a calculator in your pocket, so you got to learn how to work that brain. I've got an encyclopedia in my fucking pocket. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't have to. I don't have to be as smart as I used to be. I have this bit. I have this bit that I I've been doing. I don't know. If I'm gonna continue doing it, but I would say I uh, I say like smartphones. Trying to get water right here. Uh, smartphones have kind of made, kind of made libraries obsolete. I was like, ah, I don't know why anybody would go to a library. I, I saw um, 
I, I saw a, um, a, a parking lot to a library that was filled with cars. And I was like, why are all these people at the library? So I, I went inside and I saw like nobody was looking at books. Everybody was just like lined up to use the computers inside the library. And I was like, so you're using the internet inside the library. You're using the thing that makes this place obsolete inside this place. That's like going to your girlfriend's house holding hands with your side piece. And you're like, hey, do you mind if we just kind of like make out in your living room? It's kind of the same exact thing. But. Is that what it's like? It kind of takes a little too much thinking. It's not, it's not, it's not as over the plate as, it, as comedy needs to be sometimes. <laughs> oh, Corey. <laughs> I think that's the third time I've said that since I've met you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, dude. Um, you're gonna continue saying that for <laughs> as long as you know me, probably. Cause uh I I plan on staying exactly this way. <laughs> I actually did that uh in the chat on an episode of The Thing Is, but it was to Russell Peters. <laughs> and like so, yeah, he was a guest on the thing is. Mm-hmm. Um and like I sometimes forget that the guests can see the chat <laughs> and Russell saw it and he goes, fuck you, Renee. I'm trying my hardest over here. <laughs> I was a late, I was a late get. <laughs> <laughs> they get some, they get some pretty big names on that show. Huh? Uh, yeah. Shannon's got some really great connections and she's yeah. a great fucking personality. Um, it's like, uh, I think it's also through the SDR show. I think mm-hmm. um, like, she's wow. been a producer for fucking forever now, like six, seven years. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. So, yeah, she uh, gets everybody from Russell Peters to fucking Corey Castle. Oh. Yeah. She's- <laughs> <laughs> That's the top to the bottom is what he was trying to say, folks. You don't have to Google that. I'm absolutely sure. That hey man, Peters is way I've checked out your YouTube view counts, we're right at the same level. So, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so some weeks you beat me by 10, I beat you by 10. Some weeks we're right we're, there. <laughs> we're just uh, we're just a lateral, lateral move shaming each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what What is it that separates us from each other? Uh, is it the enormous fan base that I've got? No, <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm better than you. Cause I'm a moderator in the discord. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even one don't know how to do that. Two wouldn't want to know how to do that. Three don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I became one. It's <laughs> like, oh. oh, cool. I got a gold bar by my, uh, my name. But it probably has to do with, Let's let's go back to this drum right here. Consistency. <laughs> your your persi- people people can count on you to be dependable. You know what I mean? Like depend on you to always post and always view and always follow and and keep up on what's going on on that because I have you, no you you've you've shown the pattern of of that already yeah i work a lot from home so basically i spent a lot of time just streaming 
whatever I'm watching in the background of my house on the Discord. It's a good time. What what is um I know you're you're in Denver now, right? Yes, sir. What's uh what's the um the COVID situation like there? What's the the corn like? Is there anything going on? Is there cases uh, there? We had <laughs> I think there's cases everywhere, but um we had a little spike. Excuse me, water burp. Um, ooh, tastes like rouse. Um, like what? <laughs> rouse. That's that was the spaghetti. I had, I had fancy spaghetti today for dinner. Um. Oh my god! I just had dinner at four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm an old man. Um, well, people, people who are listening to this or watching it don't know what time it is because it's a different time for them while they're listening to it. So okay. you don't have to give that part away. But they might have Googled it. <laughs> what time was it when Renee and Corey <laughs> sat down? What time? Um, what day? What day so was it? We had like a spike. Um, I want to say at the end of November. So like they closed everything down. Before that, we were at like everything was open. We had open, uh, it was, but it was at twenty five percent capacity. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that I think just went away about a week or two ago. Um, but not all places have opened back up, which really makes me fucking sad. Like my one spot that's close to me that I always go to. Um, hasn't opened and it's been it a food spot what what kind of spot no it's a it's just a little dive bar i'm a dive bar oh. fucking i love dive bars i That's love dive bars too man yeah Thanks. so like there's one um near me it's called campus lounge um, i live right by denver university so all my bars are college bars <laughs> so like i have three options i have a grateful dead bar um a bar that i can only Describe as breeding grounds for future Karens and Chads. Like <laughs> every girl in there wears white tops with blue jeans. Like, you know, what I mean, like the whatever is basic for that season, like the vests with well, the fucking Ugg boots. Like, you know, what I mean, like, yeah, it's the, like the, the Dan Soder Colorado accent that he does. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, well, <laughs> so I'd automatically oh, think I'm from Aurora. No, I can't. I can't. It's like, but no, but it's like these, but the, all these girls aren't from here. That's the thing. They all mm-hmm. go to college here. So they're all from around, all around the, the country, but then they all fucking put on a uniform. It's horrible. And then my other option is campus lounge. And like, you get like the kids, the bros playing pool in there, but it's mostly like a lot of like older regulars and you even get like some of the professors and shit are just in there like straight up day drinking. It's like, yeah. Fuck these kids. <laughs> uh, so, no, um, and I'm also a member of a private uh, fraternal order. Um, and like that's been open because it's members only. Yeah, it can't be, can't ever be too packed. Can, yeah, um, I mean, and it's, it's like an Elks Lodge. The most mm-hmm. we ever get is like 15 people in there. It's never like a party or anything. We held a pool tournament the other day and there was like nine people in it. I'm I'm very experienced with Elks Lodges, VFWs, uh, Knights of Columbus. As far this as is, like, I've been wrestling in those places. Yeah, uh, the halls are always famous. Uh, this is the Fraternal Order of Eagles. Yes, we have one of those in Levittown. Nice. Um, that's where I used to go to shows when I was a kid. Like I was like, I was like twelve or thirteen, and I used to go to shows there. And then like when I'm in my twenties, I'm wrestling there all the time. <laughs> 
it's it's a cool little full circle like to go from one one of the members were talking about like maybe using that like the big room to do like exercise classes and maybe when things get normal i'll try and do an open mic in there or something like that oh that'd be cool that'd be really cool i i've been a one of one of the most fun things that i i've ever done which i i would like to do again is um like i took i took an acting class where we would just perform monologues in the front of the stage or sometimes scenes dialogue with people like do a scene with somebody like did you ever see the like disaster artist like the way that acting school was yeah well, or we like did. uh barry mm-hmm. yeah exactly that was so much fun because it just like sharpened my acting chops all the time and i know you're a dr- uh, drama inc <laughs> you're into <laughs> that you bastard. <laughs> I told you that in private. What happens before the call stays before the call, you jerk. <laughs> but I knew you had aspirations of of, of the acting dream. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be a fun place to do something like that. Like, I always wanted to to, to do something like that where, where it's like, I don't want to say I'm, I'm like, an, I'm like teaching it, but I'd like to like lead it and be like, Hey, let's let's all watch each other's stuff and like help each other sharpen up and what what needs polishing and what needs attention, like what was really good and what you know could be better or you know stuff like that. Just constructive ways of <laughs> breaking down the process and and maybe evolving to something yes. better. <laughs> evolving to something different. This is I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop. I'll I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. Yes. Right right back to the full house. <laughs> That's what we call a callback, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's just it's putting up a putting up a school today. It's a, it's a it's a clinic. It's a clinic, a callback clinic. Damn it, I couldn't remember the word. Go to hell. <laughs> I'm just being an assist. <laughs> You see, you didn't even have to Google it or anything. Why don't you just Google it? Oh, Jesus! You didn't even have to Google it. You just have you just have to say kind of what you meant and You're maybe putting up one it. of them classes, school things where when you teach people how to do do the do do the thing. One oh one. What do you think of what do you think of like comedy classes when people try to like teach a class on doing stand up? I, yeah, no, I don't think that should be a thing. If anything, maybe take a public speaking class and then try and find your own voice. That's the only thing I would ever suggest to somebody if you were ever to try like, cause the first thing is getting over the anxiety of speaking in front of a bunch of people that you could barely see like that mm-hmm. whole God, dude, the, the mic at, um, stand at uh, the stand, the original, the stand mm-hmm. was like, you're facing this way. And then there's a wall, there's lights, and then the people are sitting over here. And it's just like, you're like kind of talking over here, but for some reason the mic stand is like facing this wall. It was, yeah. Like just having to learn the art of being comfortable in those situations is an art in itself. What do you Uh, you use that? What do you like, what do you struggle with with when it comes to that stuff? Because I can I can absolutely tell you what I struggle with on that. 
Uh, for me, it's going to be just the confidence and the silence. Having confidence yeah. and like having a couple seconds of silence and not realizing I'm not bombing. It's just that silence drives you. That silence drives you fucking crazy. Yeah, it could be three I, seconds, but it'll feel like three fucking minutes. And I'm just like, oh god, did I just say something wrong? And you're just like, no, just move the fuck on, dummy. Right. Well, it's like that in wrestling too. Like that's why we move so fast because we we gotta like we gotta like keep up the 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 noise. Like we can't make it quiet. Is like, oh, we're bombing if that's the case. And like from where I came from, if you were bombing, they'd send out they'd send out people to come beat you up. Like if you weren't doing good. That's really what, that's, that's why I always talk about go, making the transition into comedy. It's like the circumstances or the 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 consequences to to bombing are not as no one's hitting me with something. If I if I go and I tell a joke that doesn't get a laugh, no one's gonna hit me with a chair. No one's gonna, no one's gonna fucking hurt me. Like, punch me. I'm. The cool thing about comedy for me is I get to keep my clothes on and no one punches me. <laughs> um. Growing up, I got to go to like a lot of like random live events, and one that I got to go to a lot of was. Um, do you remember the show Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that as well. That was one of the uh, most painful things to ever. It was a great thing to be a part of, to be in that audience. But it was also like disturbing to be able to see behind the curtain. Because, you know, what you see on television is just like cut and hilarious and great. But in reality, I got to watch a bunch of my fucking heroes eat shit because <laughs> like you know like they try to bring up a topic and you know they try to send it around the horn send it around the table and like you know maybe one guy had like a whole great riff but then there'd be like you know just nick DePaulo being like yeah i got nothing <laughs> like they were just like the audience is like okay awkward and you're just sitting there i'm like this is really how it's like when <laughs> The cameras are, you know, like when you can edit shit out. It was great. I mean, the, I would, the, the final result was amazing, but like three years ago, they did a tough crowd reunion at Skankfest. Yep. That like that was that was my first my first interactions with anybody at Gas. I didn't know really anybody yet. Um, that's like the first day I met Lewis. And uh that and then were you it was performing like, or were you performing or just a, no, no, yeah. no. It was, we were we were scouting it to start doing the wrestling thing, like to combine. To oh, combine. you're with, uh, it was with Capital. Capital. Yeah. I so, wasn't like, sure I to talk about we, that. We were, we were trying, Ash and myself were there and like, uh, talked to Zach about coming. And we'd already been doing stuff with Marin and Crespo. We wanted to like get stuff with, with Zach and we were trying to like open up the whole capital wrestling gas digital connection and uh and uh that's where i met lewis for the first time uh during during that it was funny because when lewis was lewis was real high the whole time uh, <laughs> yeah L- lewis so for anybody who doesn't know if you've never been to a skank fest it's a comedy festival 
uh, hosted by comedian Louis J. Gomez. Uh, happens every year in, in uh, New York City. And Louis has quite a good time that whole weekend. But I mean, it's also because usually like everything is already falling into place that by that time. He, he puts his fucking his back into it, you know, for months and months and months, almost a whole year before the show. Anticipation building up to that for him is yeah and it's it's it, that's his baby you know him and um christine like that's like the two of theirs i believe they're 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 like half and half partners on Skankfest. um christine is uh big jay okerson's uh, uh girlfriend mm-hmm. um but yeah I, on the bonfire. I, I mean like yeah i've seen lewis kraut surf and then not remember it until he's seen the video the next day <laughs> and i think it's happened like at two or three different skank fests so yeah i was at i've been to two i've been to two of them i've been i think three and i think yeah i did we did the first one was just at um creek in the cave second one was creek in the cave plus uh some like venue around the corner and then the last one was at brooklyn bazaar Mm-hmm. I I um I did an open mic at the Creek in the Cave on some random day. That was like that's like well my my uh, profile picture is on my Instagram is that that it was freezing cold. It was probably like it was probably like November or December of last year. Um, literally, the Creek in the Cave is right across the street from water. Like so, it, when it gets cold, like you get that like snappy cold in the winter by the creek of r.i.p the creek you know it's gone now right no i didn't know yeah yeah the creek closed um yeah i mean between like all the little drama and the the pandemic she just couldn't keep it open anymore she was like in like serious debt so man yeah but i think it would be it would be kind of a goal of mine to perform comedy at Skankfest at some point um independent of, of because i'm not there capital's not a thing anymore that's totally there. doable dude uh i'm sure you got like a video or a reel or something like that because every year um he does open like requests like you can just like submit like a little two-minute youtube or whatever if you're shit and keep your fingers crossed yeah i've known much less funnier people people than you who have submitted they didn't get in but but that was the most backhanded nice thing that somebody could say to me. <laughs> I I've met uglier Here. people. Than <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll even throw out, I'll, I'll shame somebody fucking Irish Joey. He, he submitted his comedy was okay at best. But now he's a producer on gas. Um, I don't know who that is. Um, but he's one of the producers. Way to go! Way to go! Throwing that shade. Um, what was it? What was the other guy? Brian. Brian is a producer there, right? Yeah. I think I met him at Skankfest. If not, Brian. Yeah, Brian used to be a bartender at the Creek in the Cave before he was ever a producer. I think that I met. I might have met him when I went in to do uh, Real Ass Podcast. Okay. That's possible, but maybe it was maybe it was skank. But I did you meet him I as a producer or was he bartending? 
Uh, no, he was he was there as a producer, I believe, because okay. I think I, I could be way wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Brian. I was doing something, and somebody went, "Yo, Corey!" and I went like that, and he was like, "Yeah, that was me." Not, not I wasn't talking. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> like not you, not you, Corey. A different Corey. Different something Corey. Like yeah, I was like, all right, okay, whatever. all right, all right. Sure. I guess Skankfest would be a place that's full of Corys. Yeah, Corey's a douche. Yeah, yeah, they all probably spell it with an E in it, like <laughs> a bunch of dingbats. <laughs> <laughs> Spelling Corey with an E is only for dingbat jerks. So that's a, that's a question on. Are you garbage? Do you spell Corey with an E? <laughs> if you do, you're garbage. <laughs> it's it's really funny, man, because like I guess I started using the name Corey Castle and I put it like everywhere, spelled the correct way, and everybody still spells it wrong. I had to like remove myself from taking it personally because I absolutely would take it personally because I feel like if my name's right there and you still spell it wrong. It's like you couldn't have taken the effort to like look up and go, well, maybe, maybe or if, like if somebody private messages me and in the message they spell my name wrong, I'm like my name is right there for you to. But I mean, this probably happens to everybody because I, I had to like, yell at Lewis for this. <laughs> like, what's that? I've me and Lewis have had chats on Instagram for years and like he's met me hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. And up until like a month ago, he kept referring to me as bet you did I'm like <laughs> there's a fucking giant eye right there. It's bet you I did you fucking Dorcas. <laughs> I think I actually said something corny like that. Dorcas chat. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, bet you I did. Okay. All right. All right. And now he just, now he finally got, it's been like three or four years. <laughs> well, I think I- I'm guilty of doing it too. Like I'm sure I've done it to people maybe not as much as like, Oh, here's how it is. But I'm saying like in my head, I probably, when I hear a name, I probably picture it spelled a certain, like some way, how I've seen it before or whatever, not, you know, not the way it actually is, or it's, we got to be better. We got to be better as people. We got to just be better with people's names. You get like really pissed. Somebody spells a C O R E Y C A S T L E. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> a lot of time and effort making sure it was spelled the correct way. <laughs> well, it's funny because it, I think enough people have spelled it the wrong way that if I were to Google my name and I would spell it wrong, they would go, did you mean this way? And spell it the correct way. That's yeah, but me, that's, you don't use Google. That was me clout, clout flexing. Let me take uh, you down a notch. I just realized you spell castle the way my dead brother spells his his Xbox handle. He spelled his Xbox handle with castle K A S T L E. Yeah, yeah, my boy. Well, <laughs> he no, it's like another funny coincidence. Like you and I are connected through the universe. yeah. We we got such synchronicities. <laughs> Yeah, what's the what's the Denver scene like, man? As far as like, I mean, is there anything open back up? Is there any open mics or anything? Um, we started opening stuff up. We went back to twenty five percent. Not everything's back open. Um, some places still aren't open. I don't know. I 
we had um comedy clubs are still at 25 percent, so that's pretty cool you're still getting some people coming to town i'm like you know they just end up having to do multiple shows in a day so mm-hmm. they can get basically a full capacity of people but spread out into two different shows so that's mm-hmm. nice but besides that man things are quiet i kind of like it that way though I'll be honest with you, like, because Denver is um, very much a sports town. So, like, yeah. when, like, the Broncos are playing or, like, uh, the Rockies are playing, like, so, like, when the Broncos are playing and you go to, like, downtown Denver, it's literally a sea of orange jerseys. It's just like, all right, guys, we get it. You like your team. Cool. And then, like, when the Rockies are playing, it's ocean of purple jersey yeah i fucking hate it too i'm like that's the ugliest one of the ugliest jerseys Um, i can't i can't you've spent a good amount of time in philadelphia right um i lived there for a few months yeah and i used to just visit i used to take the chinatown bus to philly just for have you noticed any grouping of people if somebody starts spelling e-a-g-l everybody does it yeah it's 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 nuts it's that is the biggest are you garbage question another yes are you garbage have you ever participated in an e-a-g-l-e-s chant (laughs) but i mean i'm hey man i'm from the bronx border jersey so i've grew up with two fucking retarded best friends my best friend and his little brother they're Mm -hmm. fucking jets fans so so i get the fucking jersey but (laughs) see it pisses off my dog too she hates it too (laughs) I know, I know. I'm sorry. She, she's a hey, cool your Jets, man. She's a Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was on uh, on on the wrestling podcast. We did we did an episode yesterday, and Mark Mark was trying to talk about uh, football season and Tom Brady and Tampa Bay and all that, and I was like. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. I give zero shits about anything you're talking about. It's not yeah. interesting to me. Honestly, I, like, I'm a baseball and hockey fan. Football. Oh, look, she came out. Uh, football. I don't give a shit about. I really. I mean, people are like, oh yeah, but I always notice you get excited around Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, because I like wings and chili. <laughs> and every fucking buddy brings their A game on fucking Super Bowl day. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I'm in, and I'll watch all the commercials and enjoy the commercials. Mm. I'll make fun of the halftime show. Mm. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong though. I ain't saying shit about the one where Prince played purple rain and it started raining. Mm. Beautiful. I, I think that Prince is uh, an anomaly. People like him don't come around. And uh, yeah, I don't game game. I I I only that's all I care about. Like, who's the halftime show? I got pissed. I remember I got pissed off one year. Everybody's like, "What? Because your team's not in?" I'm like, "No, because fucking Cardi B is performing at the halftime show." Like, no, that's not the same level as Prince. Fuck out of here. She's not your team. I have a I have a a long time running beef with Cardi B, who doesn't know I exist. Right, yeah, mm-hmm, of course. I have a long time running. I have long time running lots of things with a lot of people who don't know I exist. <coughs> like, like I, I go well. I'm friends with these people. They don't know I exist, but we're friends. 
because we're so so alike. <laughs> I, I actually so got I got I had a I had a podcast cancel me because of my disdain for Cardi B. Oh yeah. It was it was really funny because then like I remember taking the story to my mom and telling her about it because my mom is like very feminist. Um my mom's actually a politician in New York. She's got like two master's degrees. Nope, they don't like lawyers. Um and uh yeah, so like I took I I said text my mom, I'm like, Mom, these these girls are trying to like cancel me because I said Cardi B is trash. My mom simply responded, What she is. It's like thanks, mom. That's all the affirmation I needed. Renee, I gotta tell you something. Uh oh. It's not a hill worth dying on. Fair like, enough. Fair Cardi enough. B, I don't know a thing about her. Nor do I care. She doesn't affect my life in any way. The well, same- no, no, look, listen, I, I just don't like what she does for hip hop culture. I don't like what she does for Latino culture. I don't like how she represents the Bronx, which is where I'm from as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's just uh, li- things line up differently for different people. That's kind of where I'm just like, but you, you take things that are way too broad and take them too personally with those three it's things. Trying- just trying to take away my culture, man. <laughs> but are you inside of your culture? How as, much a hip, is that true as a hip, as a hip hop artist, you know, like I don't. <laughs> right. I don't like what she's doing fear, the game, bro. You have a fear of public singing. However, you're <laughs> considering yourself a hip hop artist right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I my think whole listen, my whole my whole like soapbox fucking speech was like listen like what you're gonna like but at least admit it's garbage when it's garbage i think we've had this conversation i like takashi 69 but the dude's a trash bag like i don't know (laughs) i i don't know anything about him uh i don't i don't think that i don't think i care enough i mean like uh but but at the same time, I just talked to you about Machine Gun Kelly having a punk album, so like we're we're on the same page. Just uh, we're 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 lost in we're lost on the bookshelf. I'm just a lot more angrier. It's okay. Yeah, I I don't have I don't have time for anger. I have so much more like stuff to make me happy and so much living and dreams to accomplish That's that a, anger. So so many comedians made a fortune off of just being angry. So if right. I can like, there, I can get famous with Renee's grinds, Renee's gears. Those, those, those are outliers. You can't compare yourself to those people. You well, hold to- on a second. Listen, we've had this conversation before. We can have a certain level of confidence, which has kept me like, or non-confidence. And that's what's kept me off of stage, off stages for years now. But, you know, at some point you do have to, Look at yourself as the future Rodney in the world, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a level of there's a level of confidence, a level of delusion, a level of uh, anxiety, a level of, <coughs> of damage that comes with like going, oh, I have an opinion that's that I think is good enough or funny enough that I should speak it out loud into a microphone in a rhetorical sense where it doesn't matter if you like it or not, I'm still saying it. 
Like there's a level of that delusional that dude, I, I really truly get it when it comes to like a soapbox, but it's absolutely not something that you should take home with you. <laughs> you should not take Listen, home your anger with you. This was, this was something from like three years ago. Right. I'm just, I'm just remembering it. <laughs> But I'm no, I'll never forget it. I'll fucking never forget. God damn it! <laughs> but you, like the same thing. Like you can have anger or whatever against somebody, or or like hate somebody or something. But then when it comes down to it, like the person that you hate or are angry with is also just the same amount of imperfect human that you are. So like. Let's say, oh, you, you hate you hate your dad. You hate your dad because he did this to you and that to you and this to you and that to you. But not know. But I'm saying the the thing is, he was in a position where he was only this is all hypothetical. This is all hypothetical. So he was in a position where he was ill-equipped to deal with what he was dealing with. He was only reacting to what the the circumstances were that were around him. He might've been doing his best. Maybe his best was bad. Maybe his best was real bad, but you are exactly who you are because his best wasn't as good as you thought it should have been. And to, to, to hold on to anchor for him and not gratitude for the fact that I'm the way I am because of that abuse and because of that behavior or whatever, it's like, I'd rather take that weight of anger and guilt and resentment and put it down and put it down and go, I, you know, I just got to, I just got to barrel forward. I, uh, I saw someone recently have like a reflection on adulthood and they were like something that you don't realize as a kid is that you're watching your parents grow up. Mm-hmm. you know like they're basically kids when you're a kid they're basically kids as well yeah. so like they're kind of learning as they go so i get it yeah like there's absolutely like and i i i i make sure i have a conversation with my mom almost every fourth conversation we have where i talk about how grateful i am that she's still she stepped up and was really really the fact that before before me and my siblings were alive she was this person and then after we were born, she was mom. I have a conversation about every four months with my mom about how much we hate Cardi B. Well, I mean, <laughs> come you can on, you can come on, I'm kidding. Come on, Corey. <laughs> you can let it go. I don't know. What, what is something that Cardi B sings? I'm kidding. I don't even know. No, I know. I'm, I, I knew you were my mother in two years. <laughs> oh, it got sad. Oh. <laughs> so were were you um were you raised Christian? Um yes, were you very much so. Yeah. What, I, what I went to Catholic school, but then like was raised uh mostly Pentecostal. Um like it was a very interesting upbringing. Whole lot of church. Um summers sucked. My summers were either spent in Puerto Rico or uh, Florida, visiting either grandparent. Puerto Rico also had my dad, um, but dad worked, so I basically would just be with grandma all day. Thank God, though, they weren't like fucking. 
crazy church people. Grandma in Florida, though. I don't know how. We went to like nine church meetings out of seven days a week. It was a nightmare. Like nobody wants to spend their summers doing that. And I was like, you know, between the ages of eight and like 12, that shit was a nightmare. But yeah, my like my grandma retired to Florida and she became that lady in the church who had her hand in everything. Mm-hmm. Like she was like the leader of the choir, she led the prayer group, the women's group, you know, women's prayer group. It was a women's she, choir group. She, she thought she found what her purpose was in that. I mean Bro, my grandma released two or three Christmas albums that she self recorded. <laughs> Are they good? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Do you know how many I like? She would like send me boxes of them, like, over oh, and sell them to your friends. Tell them that I sound like Gloria Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> well, the oh, thing is, nightmare. if you tell them that and then they hear it and they don't, and she doesn't sound like that, still got you five bucks. Still got All you right. five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, oh, I'll. I'll think about buying one. Let me hear what it sounds like. Like, uh, stop trying to be smart. <laughs> I oh man, that was that was not fun. Yeah. Now though, I mean, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I'll say I'm still Christian just for the sake of my brotherhood. Um, okay. okay. You're you're in these or organizations. They expect you to believe in a higher power and i do believe in a higher power but honestly i still after experiencing what i've experienced in life Mm -hmm. uh like you know being overseas and having seen like the devastation of war um having been to just like other countries as well i just don't know exactly what that being is it's very uh big question for me yeah. I was also gonna I knew that's gonna be a big issue when the Freemasons tried to recruit me for a little while there. They're big in the, the G word. What about you, Corey? I I don't necessarily prefer to identify as anything as far as um like I'm a ist of some sort. Um I'd say if I had to, I would probably say I'm more Buddhist than anything. Um, I was raised, I was raised Christian, went to Catholic school. I was raised more Catholic than anything, but, um, my mom baptized. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think my mom believed in any of that stuff. So like, we never really talked too much about it, but like in school, we'd have to just kind of go through the motions on it. And, um, my grandmother would talk to us about it and we'd still have to go to church all the time. Yeah, I don't. I think the whole good getting me to Catholic school was just because it was a better school than public school in the Bronx. That was, that was also another issue too. Like we were, we were, we. My mom was spending all she was making on paying our tuition just to keep us in Catholic school because it was a better school than Philly public schools. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the same thing here. Mm-hmm. What What did your What did your Were you raised by just just your mom or? Yeah, dude, I'm Puerto Rico from the Bronx. Of course, I didn't have a dad. Uh, you said your dad was in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they broke up. I was like five or six years old, and like he split. And I, I mean, I'd see him every 
now and then. But yeah, I don't know. Whenever he could take me for the um, the summer, he would take me. But it would just be like, I mean, honestly, it was better than Florida. <laughs> like Florida was hot and miserable, and at least Puerto Rico, like I can watch like action flicks, whatever grandma had, like and my aunt had, and like go play baseball across the street and catch lizards and watch tornadoes. Actually, that was actually a fun feature in both places. Florida and Puerto Rico are not that far apart. All this sounds like an only child situation. Were you an only child? Yizzer. Yeah. Up until 10. Okay. Uh, Then, yeah, mom had another kid. With, like, different... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't in the same state. How would would that have happened? But yeah, my well, no, dad could have re- reappeared, but now he was. Yeah, that that happened in my situation. I mean, I my my brothers my brothers three years older than me. My sister's a year older than me, and then I was the youngest. I was the youngest, and my my dad wasn't around, and then came back around when I was like ten, and got my mom pregnant again, and then left again. Yeah, so there's four of you? So there's four of us, yeah. Jeez. So I was the youngest for a while. But then when I was 11, I got a little sister. Yeah, mom had, I mean, my <clears throat> my dad had two before me. Um, none of us really talk to him anymore. Oh, so you got like half siblings. Yeah, half all over. I have two. I have one half brother, uh, older one half sister older, one half sister younger. Okay. Yeah, I have I have, I have um, um, four half siblings. I have all of them younger. Uh, one, they're all like super close in age with us, um, with me at least. Uh, my sister, two sisters, two brothers. All oh. sort of right there. They all live in Texas. Well, I was say, <clears throat> did you all, and you guys all grew up Philly. Well, we we grew up in Philly. Uh, so my mom and the, and the four of us were here, and my my dad took those kids to Texas. So they grew up in Texas, but they like are from from here. But my one sister lives in Brooklyn now, and uh, okay, and the other ones are all still in Texas. I miss Philly, man. Oh, well, my brother Matt's in Ambler, which is like 45 minutes from here. I got a bunch of friends still out in PA near my house, and then I have some people near Philly, but like, I don't know. Do you know where Denora is? No. I think it might be closer to Pittsburgh anyway, but I miss Philly so much, man. That town was difficult, man. Like, I, like, I lived there with a chick. And then she like went back home to Indonesia to visit her family, and like they never let her come back home. They never let her come back to the states. Um, so it was just like why, I tried why, to. Why Philly though? Like why did why did you live with her in Philly? Where, where did you meet her in Philly? Um, where we met is inconsequential. Um, but, uh, no, she just had like this, I lived in New York city. Like she had this really dope apartment. She lived in this fancy building called the Drake. Um, 
and and uh, she was a stripper who was paying for her bar exam classes. She had just graduated from Temple. Oh yeah, yeah, you determined this. Okay. So I wouldn't I want to go live with her? I, right, mean, right. I don't know. I was like fucking grand all time. I was young. I was like maybe like just maybe a year or two out of basic training. Um, I don't know. You do dumb stuff when you're in your young, like low twenties, you know, right. late teens, early twenties, you know, just dumb shit. So but, I mean, I, I for sure didn't expect her to fucking go to Indonesia and never come back. That was uh quite the curveball. So yeah, I tried to stick it out for a while. And I don't know, making new friends in Philly was really tough for me. Um, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to, I know, I know I am the host of the show, but I want to give you the opportunity to talk the people listening or the people watching through what we planned on doing before hitting the record button. Oh yeah. I, I kind of cracked up a few minutes ago cause I queued it up. Um, we were, since it's going, we can go back to talking about, uh, how we're both into the can laughter sitcom bullshit. Uh, we both had recently had a, for some reason, an urge to flashback to Alf, um, to, I guess, see if it holds up. I guess that happens to a lot of people around our age group. We're like, Oh shit. I remember that thing. And like now with technology and Google, um you can find anything you know in, in in an instant um so yeah like uh we both watched episode one already and we established on our own uh independent uh just trial and error figured out no it does not hold up and i guess we're going to watch episode two with everybody and <laughs> see how bad it gets even like you're even worse it gets uh, how how long is the episode doo, doo, doo. oh we might have to watch commercials wait what hold on a second i gotta mute that hold on For... uh 21 minutes okay 21 25 it was half 20... an hour with no commercial for the next 20 minutes or so, uh, listen as listen as Renee and I watch along episode two of ALF, the follow-up to the pilot. Believe it or not. There it is. Or watch along if they let if they let us show it, but they Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> Looks like there's gonna be a commercial right in the middle there. Okay, well, you just mute it when that happens. We'll we'll do a recap of the first half of the episode. That's a Corey joke. Yeah. Ha 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 ha! Canned laughter. You know, see, he is cut off like he's just waist up. So 
I guess only the scenes where he's like on his feet and not walking around. That's, I think, what you're saying is like a little person in a costume with maybe some animatronics attached to his head. This one, like, I'm seeing with the way the hands move, like, mm-hmm. it looks like there's hands in there. Yeah, I think that people, like, puppeteers will put their hands in the puppet and somebody else works them out. Man, that guy was such a dork. Was the first thing I thought when I saw him. <laughs> like the dad in this show is like every dorky dad of every like every girlfriend's dad I've ever met looks just like this guy. <laughs> You know, this really isn't packed with laugh track at all. I mean, it's happening every 14 seconds. What are you talking about? It's not as packed with laugh track. <laughs> There's like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of those silent lulls that we were talking about. If you want to point them out, we can get a clicker, Colin. We can get a counter going. There's another one. It's like it's been every 14 seconds for how much more do you need? <laughs> the intro. Dude, did you watch? Match yeah, right. Did I watch what? Dispatches from elsewhere. I don't think so. That doesn't uh, sound familiar. I was. It was based. It was based in Philly. It was like Jason Siegel and um, Andre Three Thousand from Outcast. What? And Sally Field. It was. This is the part that freaks me out. I was like, when you see him running, I'm like ah. Yeah. No, um, the only Jason Siegel thing I ever remember watching was um, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, that was the weirdest. Like in the intro, when he like runs up and gets into the picture, like that's absolutely not him. Like that's his head is just a dead head on a on a fuzzy body. I didn't even notice. Hold on, I gotta see that again. Ah. <laughs> Strangers in the night. Yeah, when I saw the name of it, I, I, that's what made me chuckle. I was going to say that earlier. Yeah, it's like a, the a weird one night stand sort of connotation to it. I always just think of the song. What's the song? Strangers in the night. See, you just got to lean into it. You just got to lean into the being bad at singing thing. That's for you. Oh, no, no. I didn't say I'm bad at it. I just hate it. Oh, well. Like dancing. I can dance. Just fucking hate it. (laughs) Don't toy with my emotions, Willie. Is his name Willie or is he just called him Willie? He calls him Willie. (laughs) 
Come on, oh, Alf. Mrs. Achmanik. <laughs> what? Uh, Channel what? 9 is showing Psycho. They, they wait, wait. She's going to watch Psycho while fucking babysitting an eight-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> but not that stupid baseball game. <laughs> It's like, what else is this lady in? She seems like she's a every 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 other old lady that's ever been in anything is this lady. I just think she's a nosy bitch, though. She's like asking him about how much garbage he's putting out. I just passively called him a hoarder. Whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, who does he think I am? A Snoop? After she just asked about all his garbage he's putting out. Snoop Dogg? And she's about to watch Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> Now, now that's that's a perfect little laugh track. Finishing a jigsaw puzzle and then eating a piece of a jigsaw. It's great. It's expert comedy writing. That's so bad. Yeah, I'm over it already. <laughs> I'm very over it. There it is again, him walking. Oh, yeah, the I weird ate it. I hate it. It's so weird. It's, it's the strangest thing. Ah, look, the mouth moves. Oh, well, that might be the puppet part. Yeah. Stupid editing. <laughs> oh, God. When you see his whole body, you never see his whole body with him actually talking on top of it. You just see his whole body like running away. What do you think I am? A snoop? Yeah, bitch. All right, she's checking on the kid. He's just snooping on the kid. Make sure he's still breathing. Uh, uh, he says, "Stay out of there." Do you do you have Apple TV? No. Uh, there's this uh, new show on there that's pretty good. I just watched the first season, the first episode of the second season. It's called Servant it's from M Night Shyamalan. Oh boy, it's good. It's a good show. Do you remember the show Happily Ever After, I think it was called? Yeah, it was uh, with the, the hit the rabbit. rabbit, Jack. Don't you come back, no. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's a good one. Why does it have to be an oak tree? Can't it just be a tree? <laughs> what if the, the delivery guy doesn't know what kind of tree... They got the kind of trees they got in their yard. I, I mean, so like, does he just plan on leaving the money out there for him? I don't like, think that. I don't think. I think he's just going to try to scare the pizza guy away and not pay for it. <laughs> 
It was. It's like a Blazing Saddles tribute. Oh, God, I hate it. When you see his lower body, be prepared to be weirded out a little bit. Oh, commercials. All right. That's <laughs> so mute. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, you you can you can turn it off now. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm over it. I'm very That's about over enough it. of that. That's about enough of that. Good Ten minutes of that. <laughs> so, um, in the in the the thing I was talking about, we were bringing up the we were talking about the comedy school or comedy classes. Um, something for me when I was telling you about something I struggle with on that, I want to make sure I got back to that so that it didn't just make you feel alone and going, what do you struggle with? This is all about your struggle. But what I struggle with is uh, I always have to like know where I'm heading, like where I want to go. Like I'll, I'll have a bunch of things. I'm like, I'll like take a list and write out what bits are going to go in what order. And I'll, uh, I'll have to always pull that list out and look at it. Like I never, can just like memorize it all off the top of my head. I always have to like go back to looking at that list. Yeah, I'm a bullet point person. Like, and I don't have an order ever to it. I mean, usually if I'm confident enough, I'll have one joke that I know I'm going to try and save for the end. Um, but then a lot of times you just end up pulling it out in the middle just because you feel like you're dying out there and you're just like, <laughs> Then, uh, you just, then you just spoiled your your yeah. clothes. You, yeah, you got nothing good to close on. It's something that happens to everybody, though. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm still not there yet where I can do a beginning to ending set. I I'm, I don't write like that at all. I'm too scatterbrained. Okay. I dude, I missed um the same th same thing was talking about like when I was talking about the acting class where you're just like fresh in it all the time and like doing the scenes. Like I miss doing like a having a hosting a a weekly mic. I was hosting two weekly mics once and I was like, man, this is like the sharpest I'll ever be with like making sure making sure the 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 flow goes well and the set goes well before and then I'll like write new jokes as I'm as I'm listening into, or I'm like, if I had a, if I had a bit that I just wanted to throw one liner out there, I just throw it out there before I introduce the next person. Like that, that to me is like where I want to continue to get good at doing it. Um, this yeah, I miss that. That smoothness is really, you get, when you get in that pocket, it's a great feeling. Yeah. I like with a lot with when it comes to comedy, it's like, I'm such a fan of comedy. I don't want to go like, okay, I want to do comedy and then get a Netflix special and then get a HBO special. I'm like, I don't fuck. I don't want any of that. I just want to make sure I'm good. And if I get good and then like get booked and if I get, if I get cast in some can laughter sitcom, which I want to do, then I have a TV credit that I can tour with and then i can try to get great at it it's less about the money it's less about the money and more about me wanting to be really good at it not only just being really good at it but i think all of that will serve everything else that i'm doing 
So if that's also serving this podcast or serving me as a guest on other podcasts or serving me as an actor in things, everything comes back to another thing. So like, you know, I don't, the wrestling bookings. Oh, that he's a wrestler, but that wrestler on the show also hosts a podcast who does comedy, who does this. And it's just like that. The circle of, I mean, that is the American dream. Did I call, should just change color? Um, you know, like, Basically, you're just basically saying you want to be able to do what you love and get paid for it. Not on like not get rich, but at least live a comfortable life off of doing what you love. I mean, I'd like to be rich. That'd be nice. Um, It'll never happen, kid. <laughs> <laughs> mainly, what I want to do is I I want to I want to be able to to inspire as much as anything like it's not as much about the money or i i for sure want to be doing that stuff for a living not like the ultimate i'm rich wealthy person but if if i am i want to just give that back to making sure i i leave people inspired or with good messages or passing on a a, a model a model for uh, how to be humble and grateful and, and, you know, true to who you are. And uh, that's, that's ideal. You know what I mean? That's absolutely ideal. That's, a, I, I, I want to continue to do this podcast through all that. So it'll come back around to it. You know what I mean? Like the message will come back to, uh, I started from this humble beginnings and I still say I'm still just starting. And I say that with a lot. I mean, I've been doing the podcast stuff for a while, a lot, like a while, but I still say I'm just getting started because I'm at, I'm at like 210, some episode, 10, 211 episodes maybe in it. And I'm, like, I'm still going like, well, well, that's that I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, brand new at it. But I'm not seasoned. I'm not. Um, my audience hasn't found me yet, and I'm still working on it. I'm evolving. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're all about it. That's fucking commendable, dude. That's inspirational. Do you? What? What kind of? Um, what kind of like stuff do you do you dream about? Like this? Like the the goals that you have. Um, I don't know, man. Like I've really just started taking my own podcast shit, uh, very seriously over the past couple of weeks. Um, I, I think you and I have spoken about how I've actually been asked to leave two shows already. Um, and a lot of people for a while have told me, I just need to start my own shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been doing. I've been guest hosting podcasts for probably about three years now. Um, I've done everything from just like straight up vulgar comedy podcasts to um, uh, MMA watch along podcasts uh, to a podcast about Letterkenny, uh, which is a great. Oh, you did tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's called How Are You Now? I'm mm -hmm. already, and I'm booked for. Um, this the new upcoming season should be start recording in the next couple months. So that's a Canadian show, right? 
Yeah, uh, it's a Canadian show originally on a Canadian channel called Crave. Um, but like Hulu did the thing where like these streaming services will buy a show from like another country or like another network and just like show the whole catalog from the past. Right. And like it got so popular on Hulu that like they ended up paying for new seasons to be made. So now it's like not just a Canadian show. You can get it on Hulu. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it on Hulu, but never enough to like have the passion about it, to have a podcast about it or like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they do one podcast per episode and when we ran out of episodes or not, we, but like I did like six, seven episodes with them. Um, but yeah, when they ran out of, uh, episodes to talk about, they stopped the podcast and I'm looking forward and looking forward to them coming back. Well, I do this thing all the time where I give you the opportunity. Well, I, I want to make sure I say this. I, I always say this. So um, the one of the main things with me starting the podcast was I always wanted to make sure on the record things were said on the record. So like um, an example that I always give, if you heard this on the podcast before, if you heard it a million times, stick by or push fast forward 15 seconds, but um, when I first was wanting to do this, my mom had told me a story about how she burnt onto a CD these voicemails that were left from her mom and from her best friend who had both passed away. She said, you know how when people pass away, you forget what their voice sounds like. And I remember being like, I don't want that. I want to I want to have an opportunity for when I'm gone for you to be able to listen to all of these conversations that have helped me evolve from the time I'm 33 to the time that I don't exist anymore on this, on this, uh, carnation of, of the Corey castle of James Goins or whatever. However, I'm on this path. I, I want you to be able to go back and maybe hear what I was like and what I evolved to, you know? Uh, so on the record, I want to make sure I say to you, I am so grateful for your time. I'm so grateful for your energy. So grateful for your, your, your just um, the honesty that you have in you and uh, the, the humility and the humor. It's all very appreciated. And I am glad that we're on each other's teams. And I want to let you know on the record, I love to be a resource for you in any way. If I can ever be a resource for you, you ever need to talk to somebody, you just need a friend, you need somebody, call me, text me. I'm always here. Sweet, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. And also, I uh, want to give you the opportunity to uh, ask me anything you want to ask me. If there's anything on your brain that you wanted to ask me or say to me or anything, open open floor. Um, I asked this to someone recently. Like, what? Uh, you could have your dream job right now. What would it be? I can't remember if we, we touched on that or not. Would it be comedy? Would it be wrestling? I think you said you like comedy a little more so because you, you're not getting punched in the face. Well, I mean, I think I mean I've given I've given uh I've given like twenty years of my thirty seven years on this planet to the wrestling business. And uh I've gotten I've gotten a lot back and I don't feel like I'm owed anything. 
I've gotten a lot back. I've learned a lot of great lessons and I've met a lot of really great people. And, uh, you know, I've, I've found my inspiration through the good and the bad to kind of make me who I want to be. My dream job, absolutely, like I make a living for it, would be this, would be this, doing this podcast. But um, uh, I, d- I definitely want to act. I want acting to, like, that was, that was what I was doing before the shutdown happened. That was like my main, my main hustle was act, I was doing background work, but I was making a living off of it, being able to pay my bills off of it. But like now I'm back to, I'm back to uh, working man shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I think I got paid to do like background work for one movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I started. That's, doing that. That's a tough life. Yeah. It's a tough hustle. I started doing background work in like 2006, maybe 2005. And I've done tons of like TV shows and movies and stuff. But I mean, I, it's, it's that same thing with like, oh, start your own thing. Like, that's kind of why I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write stuff and get align myself with people who are going to want to shoot stuff with me. And we'll, I'll create my own roles. And I'll, 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 you know, force people to pay attention to what I got going on. And that's why I like, I wanted to start my own comedy rooms. That's why I wanted to start my own podcast. Cause I was just didn't want to, I wasn't happy just being like a, like a cog, you know what I mean? Or just being a spoke on the wheel. I wanted to be the, the I wanted to be the center of the wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've had a friend of mine, um, from Canada, from Mountain Vancouver, who has like known me and my personality for like quite a few years now, and is like really just been like, "Hey, man, you had a bunch of fucking cool friends and like comedian friends and like great stories, and you got a great voice. Why don't you fucking start your own shit?" It's been like years. <laughs> uh my boy eric i'll shout him out um and like he mapped out a plan for me years ago that it made perfect sense and um one of my biggest problems in life is just getting out of my own way mm. which i feel like is a common thing a lot amongst a lot of comedians um i uh I think I think that there's a, a, a it's not just comedians it's everybody everybody has everybody has the opportunity to get in their own way more times than they can be behind themselves and pushing them towards their goals uh, I I say this um, the 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 I call this thing and, and you you can use this you can use this absolutely if there's anything I say you ever think is like something that you can apply to your life, please apply it. Uh, and people who are listening, who have probably heard me say this a million times, I, I, I spin, I spin this imaginary wheel that I've made up called the accountability wheel. So on this wheel picture, like wheel of fortune where there's things written on all the things, everything on those, on those slats are things that you can blame for stuff. But the slat that has your name on it, is sl- slimmer than all the other slats. You spin that accountability wheel and it doesn't land on your name. Keep spinning it. That's um, 
Yeah. Like I think I've also, you know, mentioned about like, like I said, getting out of your own way, holding yourself accountable, accountable. I was going to say, hold yourself accountability. Um, but isn't it always easier said than done? It's, it's, yeah, well, getting out of your own that, way. That, that was going back to what I was my thing. I was another thing I was going to say that I use that absolutely. I hope that you'll apply it. I used to. There was an author called Napoleon Hill. He wrote the book that like kind of like did the framework for what became the secret and the laws of attraction. And you've heard of all that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the book's called my Thinking. Was, Broke. My mom was a sucker for all that shit, so I always always had that shit in the, in the house growing up. I think I saw the movie too, which was just like I don't so know. When you say sucker for that shit, you mean like she she's a she's a dumb idiot who fell for it? No, I mean like she would like she's always the person who bought like the hype book, the hype thing of the the season. Remember, like the secret was like everybody yeah. was talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like I don't know, like you know the. Flavor the, the, kind of thing. Yeah. The uh, what was the other one? Was the it takes a it takes a village, you know? Like you know, like uh, I just remember my mom always being that person. Always had like mm. sort of. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I mean, but I'm not calling my mom's a, a sucker. All right, Corey. Jesus, get on my case. <laughs> Fuck, bro. <laughs> my mom's a good lady. <laughs> so, uh, Napoleon Hill says in the book "Think and Grow Rich." Tell the world what you intend to do, but show them first. So most of the time, like when you say things like it's easier said than done, don't say it till you've done it. Think it and make it happen and take steps towards that being you, you reaching that accomplishment. But that accomplishment isn't the end game. That is just the checkpoint. Makes sense. So, uh, Sensei, holding yourself accountable, <laughs> holding yourself accountable is a part of that. Maybe, maybe don't 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 speak as much about stuff that you want that that you're that you're gonna do. Because if you say you're gonna do it and then you don't do it, you're gonna shame yourself for being a liar. Like you you don't need that undue pressure on yourself that you are already putting uh and i say this about like identifying as anything like when i said i don't identify religiously as anything i i don't identify any, as anything at all really like because i don't want to come out here and tell you that i'm funny i don't want to come out here and tell you that i'm smart because then i could then i could prove myself wrong i could say i could sit here and try to be funny and you don't laugh at a thing i said or I could sit here and say I'm smart, and then you don't think anything I said made any sense, and maybe was idiotic. And then I am not only unfunny and unsmart, but I'm a fucking liar, and I don't want to be that. Corey, it's okay, you're funny, <laughs> but it's great for you to tell me I'm funny. I'm I will accept it all day, but it's hard to accept it. It's hard to accept these compliments. It absolutely is. It's hard to accept. So like when I was chatting with you guys and you kept like talking about how good looking I was and like making jokes and stuff. And, and I was like, come on guys, come on, stop. Like I, I really, I've had a hard time for a long time accepting compliments. And that's when you were like, Oh, come out here in your star Wars shirt, trying to play it cool. Like you're a nerd, like the rest of us. Like, <laughs> I'm, 
I wasn't doing that. I didn't map that out. It was a bit, dude. It was a bit. I know. I know it was a bit. But my head goes to like uh, the dysmorphia of uh, that. I have that brain dysmorphia. I got a bro. I I have like a married with children shirt, but I got the tattoo still showing. That still look like an MMA guy. It's all a joke, bro. I know I'm handsome. (laughs) I I can't disagree with you. You got it, dude. But, but, um, so I do this other bit. I'm going to do, I'm just going to do two quick things, two quick things. And then, then I'll send you home with a handshake and a hot dog. And you can just go right off. Hot Hot dog and a handshake. That's like, that's the joke for, uh, independent pro wrestling paydays. Uh, Like the the insider joke. And I got excited for a freaking Wawa. I got excited for a Wawa dog. Oh, do they have hot dogs at Wawa? I've never. Had I wouldn't know. I was just hoping. I was reaching there. I don't think they. I think they're going to have hot dogs and and hamburgers soon at Wawa. This episode brought to you by Wawa. <laughs> Gotta have it. Check <laughs> out Wawa Fifth and Wokest. That's my best Philly impression. <laughs> Did you say Wokest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a contest for who's the Wokest. <laughs> in philadelphia what there's that there's that one on south street is that one Maybe on it was south, south street. street yeah by the um by the greyhound station yeah the, by the uh the tla it's like just a couple yeah. couple couple streets down from the, the tla again welcome to philly chat <laughs> welcome to chili chili fat <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that pen is getting to you, bro. <laughs> What's that? That pen of yours is starting to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. No, but I was the um the segment I do is it's just on the record stuff. I was saying I want to I want to do a thing where I'm calling it audio time travel, right? So let's say 20, 30 years from now, who knows where you're gonna be in life. If, if you exist, if you've passed, you don't, I mean, who, who you've, who you've loved. And maybe if you had kids or, um, like, or 30 years from now, this format will be obsolete. Right. Probably. But this audio is going to outlive us. So in this moment, I'm asking you to audio time travel yourself right to the moment where someone who you care about listens to you in 2021 to kind of get inspiration for being a better version of themselves. Uh, buy Bitcoin. But Bitcoin in 30 years will already have been a thing. Oh, wait, we're not talking back to the future. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, talking about your, no, no future, one, no um, one in the past, no one in the past can listen to this formula, <laughs> to this format, this podcast. Oh. Uh, so anybody, who would listen to I don't it. know why, like, how, how can I so you try and be inspirational to someone 30 years ahead of me and I mean like I don't know what the fuck's going on in the world at, at this point <laughs> okay so part of that could be in what you say so you go oh I don't know what the world's like this hey hey this is Renee with a quick message to let you know <laughs> I don't know what the world's like in 2050 but i need to let you know 
uh, I've cared about you, and I'm glad you've cared about me, and hope I tell you something. <laughs> There's a diving board for you. Yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. Sorry. I don't know. I really, that's, it feels awkward to me. I don't know. Okay. I, I can... So, okay. Hey, man, hope shit's going well. Like, I don't know what the fuck am I gonna... There you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know, dude. So, what if, what if you're, what if you're walking out of your apartment now in Denver and an old man walks up to you and he says, Hey, I'm you from 30 years in the future. I'd be like, oh, fuck, you fucked up the loop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what are you saying? What are, what are you saying? What questions are you asking this man? 60-year-old me? Mm-hmm. I'm not asking questions. No. I really don't want to know. Don't want to know anything. I really don't. I, I don't want to know. I never want to know what tomorrow brings. Like I, I want to eternally live in the moment. Uh, I... I I haven't been planning enough, <laughs> but I should should plan more. But um, I like the way I live. I like my mental state like that. I that think that you and I are alike in that. I think that's probably why we connect so well. Because I think I'm very much in that. It's the same thing. Probably why both of us have had so many jobs and have done so many things. Because like we're not we didn't plan something. I didn't go like, well, I'm, I'm going to be a wrestler and I have to have a backup plan. No, I'm going to be a wrestler and that's going to be absolutely what I do, but I need to make money. I have like uh, money left in the, my GI bill, which means like money for college given to me by the military. Uh, my biggest problem right now is just, I don't know what the hell I would go to college for. And it's just basically free money that I have just sitting there available for me that I don't take advantage of. And like, I guess like if I were to plan anything, that's the one thing I'm thinking about planning is using my GI bill and go to school for a little bit. I don't, but I just, I kind of, you kind of were like inspiring me to be like, maybe I'd go into like some film shit, you know? So you're saying I'm inspiring you. Damn it. No, no, no. <laughs> is that what I just heard you say? Son of a bitch. No. Um, <laughs> That's on the record just, now. <laughs> this was something I'd already been thinking about. I've, dude, I've um, been actually accepted into other schools. I just didn't follow through. But, yeah, you reminded me. Not inspired. It reminded me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, you can absolutely let let the illusion of excuses stand, build build a huge wall in front of you and the road you want to be on. Uh, uh, I say, I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more times. I, I think that too many people treat obstacles like they're like a, like a, like a block instead of, instead of going like, let me just get around this or let me just wait. This, this is only a temporary problem. They just go, ah, I just can't. I just can't. And once you say you can't, then you've convinced yeah. that energy bugs me, you know, like people who are, or like people who will face a stress and it just like ruins their entire day. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're, it's over now. Like, right. Like, right. There's, there's 20, 24 hours in the day. You had a bad day because of one of those. And like, you're going to use all of those hours to focus on that one. 
I took a trip to California with an ex-girlfriend and like, I think I took one of the buses from Manhattan that takes you straight to the, the terminal in Queens. And she decided to take like a train and like some lady was like rude to her on the train. But then like she came to the airport with that energy. Just like, Oh, I can't believe. Oh, and I'm like, yo, we're about to get on a fucking plane to like, gorgeous ass california we're gonna be in la for like a dope weekend like so what there's a you're never gonna see that lady ever again what the hell what if uh <laughs> i hate that i hate that energy so there's, much there's a, a pete holmes bit that he does where he was saying he's he's just said it on his podcast a bunch of times i don't think he's ever took it to stage or anything but he's talk about um if you if you're if you're bitching about being on the the runway too long when the plane lands in Hawaii, Hawaii's not going to help you. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it, it's that same thing of like a change of scenery doesn't change who you are. It's like an asshole gets onto a plane in New York, an asshole's going to get off the plane in L.A. I gotta say, I, I wish you had told me this. Uh, couple of years ago because remember correctly i had the same situation with her on a flight to here we came to vacation in denver one year <laughs> god and yeah it was just the same fucking things Ugh. <laughs> like we're gonna we're going to the weed capital of this of america like chill out man well that's kind of like i say that about driving too like the the um the the road rage and the impatience and all that stuff i i'd like to if somebody i i i've probably honked my horn three or four times ever and it's normally I'm like a horn honking motherfucker <laughs> i i just i like that can be one of the out that can be one of the moments that ruins somebody's entire 24 hours do you drive a lot though yeah yeah all the time but the you're you're you honk at somebody that person takes it so personally like i've seen the way it affects my my family my loved ones like i'll see my mom be like fuck you as, <laughs> and be upset mom, mom. And like like they weren't doing it at you they weren't going like you're a bad person you're a bad like oh i bet you you've got negative account balances in your banks <laughs> it's like Look at all these people as if they're people who also make mistakes the way I am a person and make mistakes. So personalizing them, you're humanizing them as to not as to not like make them take something personally. Because really, there are so many hours in the day, so many moments, so many right nows that we waste on right nows that happened and what we should have done and what this person did to victimize me and it's like why do i want to why do i want to get a big stir up in somebody else's day while i can just continue living my life i'm not too stressed about getting to a place two seconds earlier than when i'm so half and half there's times where i'll just like ride the right lane and there's times where i'm just like get the fuck out of my fucking way What is it normally that's the factor that changes those things? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm fucking just weird. 
I mean, I mean, and I'm also like that with people where like, there's times where I can just shrug some shit off and there's times where I'll just be like, Hey man, like if you want to be a tough guy, I can be a tough guy, but I never feel good about it afterwards. Yeah. Because the second you, the second you've done that, you've sort of compromised the energy of who you are in that moment. You're not really you. You're not really a problem solver. You're a, you're a, you're a shit stirrer at that moment. So I think that there, there can be practice for figuring out ways to be better. I, I used to say this thing in my heel promos where I'd say, you can be a better version of yourself. You just got to be more like me. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. But (laughs) the, the, uh, the way I wrap up episodes is normally I, I tell you, which is, which is funny because you're doing this anyway. I usually say, hypothetically, I've gifted you this podcast. So from now on, it's, evolving with Renee and Renee just had his first episode, his pilot episode of his podcast evolving with Renee and in a very Jerry Springer's final thought, one minute wrap up, tie it all up in a nice pretty bow and tell people how they can be a better version of themselves through the life lessons they learned from us. Um, Chase your dreams, never give up. Um, stay dedicated, stay true to yourself, believe in yourself. Uh, yeah, keep pushing. If you believe it, it'll happen. If you build it, they will come. I, I truly hope you listen to your own words on that. I truly hope that you really feel that way. I, I hey man, it's just uh, my whole life has always been it's just easier to practice what you preach <laughs> yeah or sorry it's not so easy to practice what you preach no yeah it's it's way easier to be like hey i'm i i struggle with it myself because i go oh i'm a spiritual guy i'm a i'm a i'm a, a little hippie who burns sage and and talks to spirit but then i'll be like what happens when i die it could be just blank nothing i don't know like what's what's God? What's existence? What's am I am I agnostic? Am I Buddhist? Am I this? I don't I don't know. So I find in the moments where it's way easier, it's way easier to say that you feel this way and feel other ways than it is to feel these ways and be these ways. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but. Once again, Renee, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. Thank you for your investment. I hope this is just the start of our friendship, our partnership. And anytime you want to call me, resources for anything, absolutely want to reiterate that. You know, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'll give you my phone number. You can call me, you can text me anytime. Um, if this is your first time listening to Evolving with Corey Castle and you thought it was good, if you thought it was entertaining, if you thought it was fun, if you thought it was inspirational, leave leave a rating on the on the episode. Leave a rating on the on the YouTube. Subscribe, uh, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or whatever. 
and also let do me I know get, you exist. Do I get to promote my stuff by any chance? No, absolutely not. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You no, you're gonna you're gonna you're you know, you gotta you gotta give me the rub on this one. You got a way bigger following than me. Just let me get my shit over. <laughs> Just curious if there's a whole plug segment. That's nope, thing. nope, nope, nope. Just me. Two, Just me. 200 episodes in is just all about Corey. All Corey all the time. It's evolving to a megalomaniac. You've wanted Corey? Well, you've got sociopathic Corey. Corey, Corey. He's a real narcissist. Watch me evolve to a narcissistic level. Renee, plug your stuff, brother. No, it was a, that's another thing I thought uh, would kind of line up perfectly. Um, I new podcast that I just started with my uh, army brother, Dan Webb uh, is called perfectly misfit. Uh, we are currently only on Facebook because lazy procrastination. Um, but YouTube page has been, has been made as well. Uh, we've, we're only two episodes in next episode will be recorded on Thursday. Um, that's a great one. I came out last week on another podcast called the STC podcast hosted by uh, one of the producers from uh, Gas Digital that I mentioned earlier, Joey Irish O'Neill. Um, uh, STC stands for the Shit Talking Cunts. So be warned, it is a very vulgar podcast. So if that's not your thing, you know, maybe... If you're ready to be offended, don't click on that podcast. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to be offended and then do nothing about it, sure, listen to that podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely vulgar. Um, we don't really give a prayer... We, we make fun of everything. Nothing. Don't sacred. give a care. Yeah. Um, and in the next coming months, there'll be uh, the How Are You Now podcast, which is the Letter Kenny podcast. I will be on episode three of that season. Um, looking forward to it, man. Thank you for having me on. I really, really am grateful. If you guys want to follow me, I'm at Bet You I Did on all social media. You can Google Bet You I Did and I pop right up. Uh, that's B-E-T-Y-O-U-I-D-I-D. And yeah, man, I'm really, really grateful that you had me on, man. Two hours just kind of flew by here. Yeah, dude, it was great. I'm, I, I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. And uh, I hope I hope that uh, we can we can help each other in this way where we're both kind of at the same level of obscurity and we can hold each other up. Instead of going like, ah, you're my competition because absolutely you're no competition to me. I'm no competition mm-hmm. to you. It's no, completely different. We come from different understandings, different backgrounds, different struggles, different. Everybody's voice is different and unique to them. And I'm glad that you are now like leaning into having a platform for your voice. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. And um, I really. For anybody who's listening to this who like came and like actually followed me over the years, I really am grateful for those of you who stuck it out. Yeah, man. Let me let me know if I can, you know, if you need if you need a guest, if you want a guest on on the podcast, I'm absolutely happy to do it. Oh yeah, no, definitely. We're you know, once we get like into our pocket and really find our voice, then I'll I'll definitely start having guests on. Um, I've got like quite a few like huge guests that I can Definitely, at least ask. You know, worst case they could say is no. But yeah, like, not me. Not me. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> bigger names than me. Uh, you know, listen, bigger <laughs> name than both of us put together. 
<laughs> but um yeah no hopefully i can call in some favors or whatever but uh yeah definitely looking forward to having some guests on the show so, i hope like i said this is still just the the beginning of where we're heading and uh i hope that you're happy and healthy and you can take something away from this and uh, maybe apply it in some way and if you do i want to hear about it mm. and, uh, no, I mean it's definitely going to apply to my nightmares with fucking having to see Al's fucking ass multiple <laughs> times tonight. His, his dead head, Ugh. his dead head hanging off his furry ass. Hey, Willie! That was a pretty good Alf impression. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Don't <laughs> don't endorse my crap. That's going to be the way I wrap up every episode now. Do your best Alf impression and say, "Hey, Willie." Everyone's going to have to do that to wrap up the show. It's going to be great. <laughs> I will promise to watch every single episode if you keep that promise. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tune in next week, Monday, Monday at 12, 12, 12 p.m. Eastern to listen to the next guest say, Hey, Willie. Hey, Willie. <laughs> Still good, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it was, good, it was better, better than I could ever do. So, all right, man. Well, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Thanks, bro.